the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Bizburg. I'm your host, Mike Howard. Glad to be in studio with today's sponsor, Tim Seckler from Seckler Law Firm. Tim, welcome to Bizburg. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me. Been looking forward to this since our last couple of meetings that we've had and getting you into the studio so people can hear about your firm and what you do. Well, sure. Hopefully we can give them uh, some good information today. And if I remember right, I think I found out we had some mountaineer roots together, correct? (laughs) That's right. Grew up in West Virginia before moving to uh, Pittsburgh about a decade and a half ago. And I tell people I love living in West Virginia and working in Pittsburgh. So I I just kind of cover both bases that way. Well, good. We're glad you are here. Hey, tell us a little bit about your firm and kind of how you got into this, uh, into the legal work and then into just doing your own firm. Sure. So as an elder law attorney, what I do is I help folks plan for and deal with long-term care situations. So it's sort of where the law and the healthcare system interact. Um, in, and I typically am advising clients on things like how Medicare works, Medicaid works, veterans mm-hmm. benefits, uh, with a, a component of it being asset protection. Uh, most people know that long-term care is expensive. Uh, mm-hmm. The only way that we can get anybody else to pay for it is if we're eligible for certain government programs. And and that can be pretty complicated. And mm-hmm. so uh, to put together a strategy to do um, to save maybe the, the house for the healthy spouse or save some additional money from the long-term care costs, y- you need to do some planning. And your law firm has been in existence how long now? Well, I've been uh, out on my own for about six months, but I've okay. been doing this practice of yeah. law in another firm for about seven years now. What From doing this on your own, then, what are you hoping to do that might be different, unique, or set yourself apart? What I do is, is a lot of educational events. Okay. So I, I probably speak uh, to the community about once a week. Uh, we do workshops in our office pretty frequently because this subject matter is complicated, uh, knowing the laws uh, that are complicated, and then your planning options, knowing the difference between do I need to use a will, do I need to use a trust, uh, what does a good financial power of attorney say. So what I do is try to educate people as, as frequently as I can so that they have the power to make the decisions they want. Okay. You're listening to Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard. We are in studio with Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm. Tim, give him your website, but let's go ahead and spell that last name for him at least once or twice today. Yeah, sure. It's the SecklerLawFirm.com. So that's spelled S-E-C-H-L-E-R, LawFirm.com. SecklerLawFirm.com. So you can find out what all uh, educational opportunities Tim has going on out there, what he's about. Uh, Tim, before we roll into the second segment, and we've got a lot to talk about as far as, as you mentioned, the complications of this, I always like to bring out little personal things about uh, folks, too, and I understand that uh, you served in our military. Yes, I did. I was in the Air Force, served in Afghanistan back in 2005. 2005. So that's a little bit back there, but not quite as far as World War II or anything. It's been a while, but it hasn't (laughs) been that long. What got you into the service? Uh, you know, I was I was a member of the West Virginia Air National Guard, and okay. I uh, I joined prior to September 11th with the idea of just wanting to to do something a little bit more to help the community. And then September 11th happened. Of course, mm-hmm. the military world got turned upside down, and so uh, things sort of changed with regard to the mission at that point in time. So, so did you come out of Air Force set back into school? Had you had your law degree before that? Well, no. By the time I got out of the Air Force, I was on my. Uh, by the time I got out of my deployment to Afghanistan, I was on the way out of the military. Okay. 
and had already been accepted to go to law school. Okay, so that, a lot of that came after. Well, that must have been fun, from Afghanistan to law school. I don't know which was more difficult. <laughs> different battles. Just <laughs> different, different battles. battles. All right, you're listening to Bisberg. We're in with Tim Seckler tonight, our sponsor from Seckler Law Firm, and that's secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R. Did I get that right? You got it. Secklerlawfirm.com. Bisberg will be right back after this. Well, welcome back to Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard, and uh, we are here with Tim Seckler from Seckler Law Firm, and that's S-E-C-H-L-E-R, SecklerLawFirm.com. So then, Tim, we talked about the Air Force getting you into law school, got out of law school. Now, how did they get into this whole elder law thing? And we, we got a lot to talk about on that, right. don't we? Yeah, uh, and so I'd like to tell a story about a guy named Guy. Guy was a, uh, a dairy farmer who lived in, in western Pennsylvania and had done pretty well for himself and uh, had saved some money for family and retirement, and, and everything was going well until 1997 when Guy went into a skilled nursing facility with Alzheimer's disease. Uh, and, you know, back in 1997, maybe that cost $6,000 a month. Now it's about $10,000 a month. But mm. uh, So Guy and his wife start writing checks to, uh, for the long-term care to the nursing home. Uh, Ten years later, Guy was still living in a skilled nursing facility, and, and his wife was still writing checks. All told, uh, Guy went through about, uh, well, a lot of money to the nursing home. And, you know, um, that's a dramatic story. Not everybody goes into a nursing home, lives there for 10 years. And not everybody could certainly afford to pay for it for 10 years. But it's a true story. Guy was my grandfather. And mm. so when I went to law school and got out of law school, I was sort of looking at the situation saying, what the heck happened here? You know, why didn't something change? Why was he never eligible for benefits? Why did Why did my family have to pay that long? Uh, and realized that there was probably some things that I could have done to, to save my family a whole bunch of money. And so that's when I, I, I changed what I was doing in my practice of law to start working with folks dealing in this, um, this long-term care planning. And so what that means is we really see two types of clients. I see folks who uh, are already sick and in the nursing home. Uh, so I'm usually approached by maybe a spouse or an mm -hmm. adult child to say, hey, Look, we're, we're, we're paying $7,000 a month, $10,000 a month, whatever it is, and, and we want to get our dad the level of care that he needs, but I've still got mom out in the community, and, and she might live another 25 years, so how do we protect some money for her, right? And so that's a situation where we work with families to say, well, here's what the law says you can do. Here's your best planning options. Um, lay out lay out the options for them. They make the decision, and then and then we do whatever the legal work is necessary. And it may involve trusts or or, or different legal planning strategies mm -hmm. to be able to protect assets. Um, so that's that's client one. That that is uh, what we consider to be sort of a nursing home crisis case. Somebody's already sick, and, and it might not be the nursing home. They might need care in the community. Mm -hmm. um, and and so those those uh, plans. It can be relatively custom, and, and we just try to figure out the best solution for the family. The other family that I work with is somebody that just says, you know, maybe I watched Dad go through that. How do I protect myself, my spouse, my kids uh, in the event that I would have Alzheimer's disease or a stroke and need long-term care? Uh, so so this is a healthy family that wants to plan for the future. And, and so then we uh, get together with them, usually at a workshop first. We do one of our educational events so that they know their options. And then from there, we'll offer the, the free consultation to figure out what works best for them. Great. You're listening to Bizberg. Our sponsor today is Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm. You can find him at secklerlawfirm.com. I'm your host, Mike Howard. Tell us uh, maybe real quickly about what that workshop looks like for people. Right. So uh, we do them in the community. We, we've had them at a number of different churches, uh, an occasional library, but we, we frequently host them in our office in Mars. Um, and we'll bring folks in and, and explain legal documents. We talk about wills. We talk about trust, powers of attorney. 
why do people use these different tools uh, to plan for their family? And then I explain uh, some of, of the laws that I think people need to know to, to plan out their retirement. Mm-hmm. So how, uh, what does Medicare look like? How do I become eligible for veterans benefits if I happen to be a veteran? If I do need to go to the nursing home, how does Medicaid work with this? You know, there, there's a lot of confusion out there. Yeah. Five-year look-back period uh, and, uh, you know, the level of assets you're allowed to have to become eligible for the, for the Medicaid program. And so uh, I, I teach people the rules regarding getting the government to help with these costs. Great. Again, we're talking with Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm. Now, Tim, I could kind of sit here and say I've been there, done that kind of guy. Okay. Uh, as I kind of went through this, saw the money rolling away, finally got a hold of someone to say, what can I do to stop this and, and help save something? It would have been great to hear this Bisberg at the beginning of that for me. Right. So that's why I have a passion for people to hear what the options are. And that to me, this is like being with a doctor that's got to take care of something wrong with my body. We need people that know this stuff, know because these laws are going to change. Right. could change from year to year. Mm-hmm. Who knows? And so you have to stay up to date on them. And so that's why I thought you'd talk to us a little bit about these, all this stuff with the long-term care, the health care. Uh, you know, just like in, in your own situation, um, this is this is an area that touches a lot of families. You know, depending on what study you read, somewhere around two-thirds of us are going to need some t- type of long-term care, right? And, and many of my clients have gone their entire lives and never needed the help of an attorney, right, and, until now. And now you've got a problem uh, from a financial standpoint that is costing the family eight, nine, ten thousand dollars a month, mm-hmm. and there's not many families that can sustain that for very long and, and still secure a retirement for, say, the healthy spouse. And so, um, I, I have a lot of folks that come to the office that this is the first time they're a little bit nervous about coming to the lawyer's office. But the the idea is, look, we just want to give you your options. We want you to know what you're allowed to do. How, how can we make this a success, both from a care standpoint, meaning dad gets the level of care that he needs, uh, but also from a financial standpoint so that we can do it in a way that, that the family can, can maintain financially viable. So you look at all these options with people and really spell out from health care to the financial aspect of it, what the legalities are at this point, what reporting and recording and with with the IRS and all that that might have to happen. Right. I mean, this this the law is more complicated than you can imagine when it when it comes to long term care yeah. options. And, and it, it's a it's a mixture of public benefits, insurances. Uh, and and uh, there's a lot of bad information. You know, a lot of people just go on the Internet and they might read something that might be true in California, but it's not true in Pennsylvania. And, and so uh, we really have to have to understand how this is going to work for this particular client's family, given how their family set up and the assets that they own. And, and so uh, each case is a little different. Again, you're listening to Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard, in studio with Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm. So let's talk a little bit about this pre-planning and trusts and how this works. Mm-hmm. What, what do people need to start thinking about? Right. So at the workshop, uh, what we do is, is um, we teach a lot about the workshop, a, a lot about trust, rather. Right. Uh, trusts, in my opinion, are a great planning tool for folks who are concerned about these issues. Uh, there are ways to hold assets in a trust that will protect them from long-term care costs. And, and But we still have this Medicaid five-year look-back period and different things that we have to be responsible for. So this mm-hmm. is not a strategy. This is not an area to wait and see, right? I mean, people right. ask me, 
uh, when do we need to start thinking about this? And uh, yes, you know, the, the, the smart aleck, <laughs> the smart aleck answer is five years before your stroke, right? And, yeah. and you know, it, but it's it's really never too early. Uh, well, that probably is too early. But I, I, I tell folks in their fifties and sixties, hey, it's time to start having a conversation around this because uh, you never know you never know when life's going to throw you a curveball, and you better have your framework put together uh, to be able to handle that. Well, I'll throw one out there for people in forties and fifties. You don't know when you're going to end up with power of attorney over someone. And wish you had at least sat down and got some basic information on this for your parents and then for yourself. You got a general idea. Now, when you get older, obviously some laws may change, but that's where you maintain this relationship. And it sounds to me that's the kind of, of work that you do. It's a relationship-oriented work, right? Yes, uh, particularly with my what we call pre-planning or my traditional estate planning clients. It's something where once I set up the plan, I like to see them once a year because the laws change, their lives change. Maybe they've had a death in the family, a disability in the family. We need to make an adjustment to what the estate plan is. So I, I encourage people to think about this as a process rather than a one-time solution. And, and so we try to form relationships with our clients so that they feel informed and secure that if if the if the legal world is going to change, if these laws change, that their plan is going to be able to respond to that. Excellent. Okay. So let's talk about someone comes to the workshop, they hear uh, the information you have. What What's the next step? For right. You? After the workshop, for folks that attend the workshop, I offer a free consultation, right? So uh, they come into the office. The first meeting is, uh, uh, it's actually continued education. We, we really aren't hired in the first meeting. It's not a sales approach, but it's, uh, so here's the information that you heard in the workshop last week or the week prior. Uh, here's a little bit of information that the client brings in about their family. And so let's start applying the concepts. Let's talk about how uh, the, the trust that I was talking about in the workshop might work for you. Or, you know, if you're really not concerned about this, here's a will and here's what the will looks like for you. So uh, we get to know the family a little bit. I get to give them a couple of options. At the end of the meeting, I usually close the meeting with here's option one, two, and three for you to consider. Here's the price. Uh, go home and talk about it. So one thing that I think sets my firm apart from some law firms is I, I deal almost entirely on a flat fee basis. So uh, I've got a will that costs X. I've got a trust that costs Y. Uh, and and so uh, then the family feels like they have that information up front rather than um, some attorneys do the billable hour and, and you get into the arrangement not really knowing what it's going to end up costing. So okay. Uh, that's how I've decided to set it up. I want to ask you a fun question because it All just right. popped into my head. Um, you mentioned the word will. Uh, so I come in, I sit down, I work out a will with you, or I right. sit at home and I write it on a napkin. Is either one good? <laughs> well, let's talk about good, right? So uh, is either one good? No, probably not. Okay. Um, you know, and, and there are certain execution requirements that we have in Pennsylvania. And, that, you know, that's what scares me. Not It's not the, the written on the napkin thing. I think most people understand that they probably shouldn't do it that way. Right. But the one that I was does being a little crazy me, on that. <laughs> uh, is I, I get a lot of people that, that try to do their documents off of some online resource. And mm-hmm. uh, what I've seen is, is some pretty bad instances where – uh, maybe a family prints off a will or a financial power of attorney off of the website, but it was never even validly executed. They didn't go through the proper steps to get the thing notarized. Or uh, more recently, we had a law change in 2015 in Pennsylvania with what the financial power of attorney is supposed to say. Well, three times in the last two weeks, I've had 
people come into my office with a power of attorney document that they printed off the Internet that didn't have the proper notice pages. So there's a question as to whether this document is either, is, is even effective. Uh, mm-hmm. And when we go to use it to try to do some planning when somebody's sick, we may not be able to. And yeah. so, you know, that, that that would scare me a little bit. Well, that's uh, then I'm glad I brought that up. So people need to find that out and see where they are in that regard. And, and can they find information about that on your website as well? Yeah, there's there's a lot of good content on the website. It's, again, secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R, lawfirm.com. Uh, there's good information there. The workshop dates are there. Um, uh, and this is just an area where we encourage people, whether it's with us or with someone else, make sure you understand your options. Make sure you get the education that you need. Don't do this. I, I, I encourage people to uh, quit doing what I call kitchen table planning. You know, people, <laughs> people, sit, the napkin people sit around the kitchen table yeah. and they think that they're going to beat Medicaid at their own system. And it, it just doesn't work. All right. Our guest is Tim Sackler from Sackler Law Firm here on Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard. We've talked a lot about what he's got in the workshops on the uh, on the website as well. And that education really is the key word. And you mentioned about the online ones. Some of that stuff seems scary to me. I mean, we love here doing business face-to-face with people. And I would think in your business, and especially with someone like you, that's key in working with your clients. Yeah, this is not about a document, right? If you, you, know, if you go on the Internet and you print off a will or a power of attorney, you just got a document. But that's not a plan. A plan has some more thought to that. It's a consideration of what type of document, what does the thing actually say. I tell people all the time, they come to my office and say, well, I have a financial power of attorney. That's great, but that's a little bit like telling me you have a car, right? Um, there's differences in these documents. You might have a red Corvette, but but we need four-wheel drive where we're going where in we're this going. plan. And yeah. so um, there's there's big differences even within the documents, even within a financial power of attorney or a will as to how the family's going to be able to respond to a given situation. Well, I think if someone has some of these documents and they're really old, Right. Maybe a good thing to do is call you for almost like a checkup. Yeah. A very common scenario for me in, in working with a client is a uh, retiree or a soon-to-be retiree couple, and they haven't updated their wills since the kids were little, and, and you know the person that they named as the guardian for their kid or the executor of the will is no longer alive. And, and so, uh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a, a reason that we see people coming in. And it, you know, that I, I think it, around retirement, people begin to maybe accept their mortality, and we need to start thinking about this a little bit. And so... That's a pretty common scenario. Great. All right. Our guest is Tim Seckler from Seckler Law Firm. You can reach them at Seckler. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R, SecklerLawFirm.com. We'll be back on Bisberg to wrap this show up right after this. Welcome back to Bisberg. I'm your host, Mike Howard. Again, we are in studio with our sponsor, Tim Seckler from Seckler Law Firm. Tim, we talked about the importance of education. Can't uh, can't be educated enough, but you need someone to help, and that's why people need to get a hold of you. Let's talk again just to remind people about folks in the nursing home. Once you're there, is it too late? Is it not too late? How do people need to, to look at that if they're, if they're seeing that things aren't going well? Yeah, that's a great question. For most families, when someone ends up in a nursing home, the conversation almost always eventually turns to eligibility for Medicaid. We call it medical assistance in Pennsylvania, which is really the only program that is going to pay the skilled nursing costs. Um, and a lot of people, there, there is a ton of confusion around this issue. Medicaid has a five-year look-back period, which means when you apply for Medicaid, you have to disclose uh, what you've done with the assets in the prior five years. But a lot of people twist that to think that if you don't do any planning within five years, that it's just simply too late. And, and that's not the truth, right? Yeah. So the five-year rule is one rule within a big rule book that is called <laughs> Medicaid eligibility. Uh, and there are exceptions to that rule. And, and so for most families, even if mom or dad or your spouse is already in the nursing home, 
there's probably still some smart things to do. And, and simple things like if we have a married couple shifting the assets from the sick spouse to the healthy spouse can, can help. Um, and, you know, it's not uncommon, even if somebody's already in the nursing home, to, cha- to save some pretty significant assets. Yeah. Uh, it's just, do we have the right documentation, and, and what does the situation allow us to do? And I would imagine, Tim, with these laws changing, you've got to stay up on this game and be educated yourself, right? What does that look like? For those curious people out in the audience, who wonder how's this guy stay up on all this? Right. Stuff? So uh, you know, <laughs> as lawyers, we have our continuing education requirements. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I, I I would say most people that are in the practice of elder law probably go way beyond that because yeah. the law is changing so fast. So we uh, share ideas. A lot of the elder law attorneys will uh, be in communication with each other. Hey, I got this case. Here was the result, um, and because uh, it's such a fluid area that we have to be on top of here's how Pennsylvania is interpreting this rule mm-hmm. now, it, which might be different than how Pennsylvania was interpreting this rule six months ago or six years ago. And, and so uh, I would encourage folks that if you're in this situation, you're doing long-term care planning, I'd be more than happy to meet with you. But if you don't uh, want to meet with me, make sure you do somebody that does this full-time uh, because this is a tough area to dabble in. And that's why I wanted to bring out to people that you you stay on top of this because people need to know that they've got someone that's going to be looking out for what's coming ahead. I mean, right. that's half the battle. And I'm assuming if there's maybe a small group out there or someone that might be interested, hey, we need him to just kind of come talk with church group, whatever. Do you do those types of things? That I would love to do, yeah. I, I really enjoy the education piece of it. So we do a uh, – we're, we're trying to align right now with uh, a church a month for 2018 to come in and do some educational Excellent. events. So that might be a nice opportunity for some of the listeners. Also, we've done lunch and learns at employers uh, before and, and, uh, and, you know, just community events at libraries, et cetera. So if you have an organization that's looking for an event, that might be uh, a nice topic. Excellent. Our guest has been Tim Seckler from the Seckler Law Firm, and his website is secklerlawfirm.com. That's S-E-C-H-L-E-R. But, Tim, for those folks that uh, like the old-fashioned telephone, you've even got one of those, don't yeah, you? Yeah, we have a phone. It's, <laughs> it, it, it still even rings sometimes. The number is uh, 724-841. One three nine three. Great. That's seven two four eight four one one three nine three. I'm sure that's on the website as well. So the people that just want to go there, they can go and, and kind of dabble a little bit and see what what all you're talking about. But you do have the schedule of the workshops there. The correct? workshops is on a schedule. But if you happen to be in one of those families that's unfortunately dealing with the nursing yeah. home now, you probably just want to give us a call. Yeah. That'd be the great thing to do. Tim, thank you very much. Very informative. Appreciate uh, being being able to be your host. This has been very informative to me as well. Our guest has been Tim Seckler, secklerlawfirm.com, S-E-C-H-L-E-R. Tim, thanks for being our guest on Bisberg. Very good, sir. Thank you. And we'll uh, see you again next time right here on Bisberg. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.